Saturday morning, it's April 2nd. Hey, thanks for tuning in and letting us be part of your Saturday morning. I'm your host, Will Bangora. And I'm Jordan Marsteller. And you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX, where we talk about dog behavior and training issues and answer your questions about problems that you're having with your pets. Maybe you've got a dog that's completely out of control. Maybe it's pulling you down the street, but maybe you've got some serious problems like an aggression issue, or you've got a dog that has fears, phobias, anxieties. We're here to help you deal with all of those problems. Um, in addition to being here live on 1100 KFNX AM each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m., we also do a live Facebook feed. So we're on Facebook Live right now. Be sure to like our Facebook page so that you can see us each and every Saturday. Also, besides listening to our content, go to Facebook, like Pet Talk Today. Also, we've got a podcast. You can go to any of the podcast hosting platforms, whether that be Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify. Do a search, Pet Talk Today Podcast. Be sure to subscribe. That way you never have to miss an episode. Also, I've got a big announcement to make. Um, there's going to be some changes to Pet Talk Today. Um, starting May 1st, we are going to be going to an online format only. So you're not going to be hearing us here on 1100 KFNX starting May 1st. It's been um, a wonderful collaboration with 1100 KFNX. Um, my gratitude goes out uh, to all of the staff, the support staff, as well as uh, Bill Brady, who was a mentor um, and really appreciate everything that he has done for us. But we found that um, we want to go in a little bit different direction in the show, um, and we are going to be able to bring you more content um, and provide you with what we think is going to be more value added. So stay tuned. We'll be talking more about what's going to be coming up starting May 1st, but you'll always be able to see us on Facebook Live. You will always be able to hear us on our podcast pet talk today so make sure you subscribe to both of those um we're gonna be talking and we're gonna have a series we're gonna this is gonna take probably a few saturdays to get through this but we're gonna be talking about what is dog training you know that's that sounds such a wide a wide topic I you know. know what is dog training right and you know that that includes so many different things because dog training and, and doesn't we'll, mean that a person's right, involved exactly no a person could be involved they could be absolutely your dogs train themselves every single day operant conditioning right we learn through consequences consequences and yes folks, operant conditioning is just a very big scientific term um that talks about learning by consequence 
And consequences come in two flavors. Absolutely. That is reinforcement, which which makes a strengthens a behavior. It helps a desired behavior. And then we have punishment, right? And now and punishment decreases exactly. the behavior. Now, a lot of people they think that the word punishment is such a nasty word. Let me tell you something. Punishing has nothing to do with what you are actually doing to the dog or what is actually being done to the dog. It's actually what happens to the behavior. So for example, if your dog is like licking your hands, right? And you stop petting them when they're licking your hands because you don't want them to lick. Guess what? That's punishment. Because they wanted to lick your hands. Exactly. And you took away something that they wanted. Kind of like if your son is misbehaving and, and you take away um, well, what's some of the things he likes to do? Oh, my gosh. If I take away one of his Spider-Man toys. There you go. And then we're taking away that Spider-Man toy, something that yeah. he really likes, and that's called negative punishment. Yep. The negative is a minus sign. We're taking away something he likes to try to stop a behavior. Exactly. Or decrease a behavior that we don't like. Precisely. Precisely. And with dogs, there are things that we can take away. Yeah, absolutely. Physical touch, affection. You can take away actual interaction, playtime. Mm -hmm. You know, like, for example, a lot of people do this one. A lot of people do it. Now, how correctly they do it, that's a different story. But, for example, dog poops or pees in the house. And what do they do? They lock them up in their kennel. That is taking away their freedom, negative punishment. Now, did they necessarily do it right? Probably not, because we can we'll get into learning theory and you know mm -hmm. appropriate time. We talk about time. Yeah, and exactly. Associations as far as how dogs think and learn, but we're going to be talking about what is dog training. We're going to be going through the process of how dogs think, how they learn. How do you truly affect change right in your dog and we're not talking about snake oil, people. We're talking no. about evidence-based, science-based ways to affect change. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of stuff. Boy, you get on the internet. There's so many things out there that you could read. So many different opinions. Yeah. So many different styles. So many different um, uh, methods. Yeah. Um, techniques and, and it can you know, be it can be very very confusing and overwhelming for for to say the least and here's another one and we're going to touch on this later i'm mm -hmm. very very certain yeah it also dilutes the profession it well here's the thing i'm going to throw something out there and and, and folks you got to stay with us this is going to be a great series yeah. if there's this is the finale yeah for on air yeah. And that's why I'm doing this. This is everything I want to disseminate to dog owners. Yeah. And I'm hoping I can get through the through the month of April. We can get through all Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. But I'm going to throw something out here. Dog training is a religion. Absolutely. It's not a professional not yet. industry. Not yet. And 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 now People that are regular dog owners, they hear that and think, "What? What's Will talking about? I That's know. crazy." This guy's a professional dog what, trainer. What, what do you mean dog training is a religion, not a professional industry? 
The reason I say that and how this is important to you, Mr. and Mrs. Dog Owner. Yeah. So you can make a really well-informed decision if you need to hire someone or choose to hire someone to help you with your dog, you know what to look for. Yeah. The problem with dog training, and why I say Uh that it's a religion, is because this is not a regulated industry. No, absolutely not. There's no licensure. Nope. There's no governing body that oversees dog trainers. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in Arizona, if you want to be a nail technician, yeah, you got to be licensed. If you want to be a barber, you got to be licensed. Weird. And there's oversight. And there are standards. Yep. And there are ethics. And there are governing bodies yep. that hold them accountable. Absolutely. Um, like a doctor, like a lawyer. You know, your mechanic. Yeah. Has to be licensed. That is crazy. And you know what's, you know what's, Mr. and Mrs. Dog Owner, if you had the capability, or not even the capability, just the money, Go to GoDaddy.com right now. Create a website that says blah, 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 dog For training. less than $20. Yep, less than $20. And guess what? You, you are could a have dog your first trainer. client tomorrow. That's right, if they pulled up your website. Yeah, exactly. That's how you become a dog trainer. And that's what we're saying. It's Right now, it is a religion because anybody can do it. Anybody. Well, and you can't argue yeah. with somebody's point of view. No. Because there are no standards, exactly. there's no governing body, and so anybody can say anything. It, it could be totally against science. Yeah, it could be against logic. Uh, there could be zero evidence behind what a dog trainer is doing, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a client that's come to me. And the reason that they're with me is because I'm dog trainer number three, number four, number five, because there's little Joe Schmo running their company and isn't fixing the problem because nothing's regulating what they can or can't do, what certifications they need or don't need to have. It's it's mind boggling. So here are just some of the jobs that require testing and licensure, mechanic, auto technician, plumber electrician, um, HAVVAC serviceman, a therapist, a counselor, uh, nail technician, hairstylist, cosmetologist, massage therapist, obviously doctors, but not a dog trainer. That's not a dog trainer. Hey, listen, we've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about more. What is dog training? We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, I'm Will Bangura. And I'm Jordan Marsteller. And you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX. Also, Facebook Live each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Be sure to subscribe 
and like our podcast. Search for the Pet Talk Today podcast. Never miss anything that we're talking about to help you with your dog. And be sure to like us on Facebook. Find the Pet Talk Today Facebook page and you can see us and hear us every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. helping you with your dogs. Um, we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks um, what is dog training, how dogs learn, how can you affect change in your dog and why we're talking about it. It, it seems like a very broad topic. Um, but there's a lot of BS out there on the internet. There's a lot of BS that um, quote unquote professional dog trainers are spewing out. Um, people are spending hundreds, thousands of dollars, yeah. spending hour upon hour of trying to help their dog and they're not getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, because this is an unregulated industry. That's why I call it a religion. Um, you don't need a license. Yeah. Um, you don't need to take a test. Um, you, Joe and Jane, dog owner, could put up a website today and boom, you're a professional Absolutely. dog trainer. And you don't have to prove uh, that you know anything. But anyway, let me get away from that. Yeah. And let's get into, first of all, um, the three most common ways, yeah. scientifically, that dogs learn. What, what exactly. are they? So the first is reinforcement, okay. right? Reinforcement, it motivates the dog to increase a behavior. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that because something's re a reinforcer, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work, but its intention is that it increases behavior, right? The second way that a dog learns, extinction. So extinction is when we remove all things that motivate the behavior, right? We just remove any functionality behind it. If there's nothing to motivate the behavior, theoretically mm -hmm. it goes away got it and then finally punishment this is a motivator that is intended to decrease the likelihood of a behavior okay right so let's get into each of those a little bit yeah. in more detail so when we're talking about reinforcement again that's something that there's a consequence as a result of behavior yep that motivates the dog to do a behavior right it increases the likelihood right that the dog will do the behavior it strengthens the behavior now there's two kinds of reinforcement absolutely there's positive reinforcement which most people are familiar with and then there's negative reinforcement now remember anytime you hear reinforcer it means that it's going to increase or strengthen a behavior. Right. So if I want to teach my dog uh, to sit, and if I want a reliable sit, um, I'm going to need to. Yeah. Need to motivate the dog. The dog's not doing any behaviors that aren't motivated to do. Right. And it needs a paycheck. Exactly. And so example of a positive reinforcer would be right after a dog sits i give it a tiny little piece of cooked up chicken exactly or i say good boy and pat him on the head right or i give him a his favorite toy exactly something that the dog finds desirable right and has high value now the higher the value the more the dog likes the reinforcer yeah the more motivated the dog's exactly. going to be. And 
that's important when we're training dogs. We need to use the most motivating reinforcer we can yeah. with the dog. And when we do that, the outcome is going to be better. Exactly. It's more likely that the behavior is going to be repeated. If, if the motivator is worth it, the dogs are going to do it again. Like a good, a good way to actually, before I say that, I, there's one thing that I want to say about reinforcement. A lot of people have this idea that reinforcement is inherently giving the dog treats or pets or love or things like that. Or a toy. Or exactly. Something. Or a toy. There are absolutely thousands, millions, endless accidental reinforcers. There are. For example, you have a dog or a leash pooler, a dog that likes to react to other dogs. I bet you a lot of owners are actually negatively reinforcing that behavior by removing pressure from that dog. If you have a dog that's anxious and they're getting scared around other dogs mm -hmm. and your dog is bark, 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 bark. And you remove the dog. You turn off the pressure. So you pull the dog yep. away. Maybe you turn the other way. Exactly. That's, away from the other dog. Exactly. That could very likely be reinforcing that behavior because Absolutely. the dog was scared. Yeah. And so when we talk about reinforcers, there's not just positive reinforcement, right. which is the positive is a plus sign. Exactly. It means I'm adding something. Exactly. Giving the dog something. Yeah. Okay. With negative reinforcement, it still strengthens a behavior. Exactly. It still increases the likelihood of a behavior. But you're just removing something from the picture. Removing something that the dog doesn't like. Right. That the dog finds undesirable. Exactly. And when we when it, when an, a behavior occurs and we remove something that the dog doesn't like or the dog finds undesirable and that happens every time a dog does a specific behavior exactly um the dog is going to want to repeat that behavior exactly. because it's functional it works yep uh, like you said it turns off pressure so you know if we've got a dog that's afraid of another dog that it sees down the street so it becomes reactive yeah. on leash like the example you gave and the owner pulls the dog away and goes the other direction the dog now can rest a little bit. Exactly. Can relax a little and he bit goes, because, oh, the threat is gone. Exactly. And he goes, oh, my gosh. So if I'm uncomfortable, I need to tell mom and dad. This is how I tell mom and dad. Bark, 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 bark. That behavior. And then mom and dad turn around and walk away. And the dog goes, ah. the pressure goes away. And we, we just negatively reinforce it. We reinforce that behavior yeah. because that is a great thing for a dog to do if it wants to get away from a real or perceived threat. Exactly. Negative reinforcement. Um, another example of negative reinforcement would be, say, leash and collar pressure. Um, let's Hang say on, Will. I just, I just have to say something. Yeah. Um, and I'm very, very sorry. No. We actually have a perfect example right now okay. in our Facebook Live comments okay of what happens when you have good intentions but you're not properly informed i'm not going to say any names mm -hmm. however we have somebody that's making a comment in the in the facebook live right now um and their their comment was correction punishment is the removal of something not the addition that is incorrect and and, well, and she and before that punishment, they said, there's two ways right exactly there's the removal of something 
as well as the addition because there's positive punishment and negative punishment and negative punishment exactly so before that this same person was talking about you know the what reinforcers are and punishers in the in the comments and they're they're for the most part correct and i can tell that their intentions are absolutely wonderful however it's a perfect example here of how there are plenty of people who are improperly informed Punishment, positive punishment is when you add something. For example, if I I catch my dog pooping in the house and I yell at him, I tell him, no, bad dog. You're right? adding something unpleasant. I, exactly. I added that yell, that, that, that sternness in my voice. The dog didn't like it. That's positive punishment. And if the dog associates that, yeah. hey, every time I poop in the house dad's going to yell at me and I don't like that because exactly. it, it startles me. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. I'm going to decrease the amount of right. pooping in the house where I'm going to stop that exactly. because punishers decrease behaviors or stop behaviors. Mm. Now, that's positive punishment. And now adding something that yeah. the dog doesn't like. Now, negative punishment, for example. Let's talk about jumping. I was I was actually going to say playing with other dogs. Let's do, let's do jumping. I like a, that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So you have a dog that is jumping up on guests every time they walk through that front door. Yeah. Right? Right. The first thing that we do is, you know, extinction is one of the first steps that we'll take here, right? And that is you turn your back on the dog. You turn around, Wrong. you walk away. Wrong. Ah, okay. Let's hear it. I busted you right out there. Okay. And that's a mistake that a lot of people make. And it's hard. Sometimes we can make that, okay? Yeah. When we turn away, that's negative punishment. Right. Exactly. It could lead to... Here's the thing about extinction. Uh-huh. You, there would be no punishers. There'd be no reinforcers. It's okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah, now I understand what you're saying. Yes, you're right. That was an extinction. That is negative punishment because I removed the interaction from the dog. The dog right. wanted the attention. Yes. The dog wanted the interaction with the person it wanted to jump on. And when that person turns around and removes their attention, which the dog wanted, that's negative punishment. Exactly. We're taking away something that the dog wanted. And if we do that consistently, when a dog behaves a certain way and we want to decrease that dog's behavior, in this case, jumping, yep. stop the behavior, in this case, jumping, we can remove something that the dog wants. Which is interaction with the guest. Another example, you have your dog on leash, the dog is jumping, and what do I do? I'm gonna pull the dog away from that guest. I just removed their ability to interact with that guest. Negative, I took something away, their ability to interact. Punishment, as a result, it is decreasing the likelihood that they're gonna jump when somebody now, comes through that door. Let's flip that around yeah. a little bit because if what normally happens is people will start talking to the dog and, and, and push the dog down and do yeah. something or they might pet the dog and now that's what the dog wanted. Right. It wanted interaction. It wanted attention. It yep. wanted engagement. Um, and now the dog is getting that. So that's being added. Exactly. When that behavior of jumping occurs. So that's positively reinforcing the Absolutely. behavior. Absolutely. And you know what? A lot of people think that they're punishing the dog because they might be telling the dog no. They think they're giving a correction. And really what they're doing is they're interrupting the behavior. They're not actually punishing the behavior. They're not actually correcting the behavior. 
But we're going to talk more about that when we come back yeah. from break because uh, we're just about we're up against a hard break. Yeah, we've got to go to news. We don't have a choice. But when we come back, we're going to be talking more about what is dog training? Yeah, what actually works? What does the science say? Evidence-based dog training to help you change your dog when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. If you're just joining us, I'm Will Bangura. And I'm Jordan Marsteller. And you're listening to Pet Talk today here on 1100 KFNX. Also on Facebook Live, you can listen to us. You can see us on Facebook Live each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Also, be sure to like the Pet Talk Today Facebook page so that you can Never miss um, one of the topics that we're talking about to help you with your dog. Also, please subscribe to the Pet Talk Today podcast. Just do a Google search for just that, Pet Talk Today podcast, and you can subscribe to that as well. Today, we're talking about, and we will talk about throughout the remainder of the month, um, what is dog training? Yeah. And we were talking about reinforcers, punishers, extinction, Um and, and let me talk about extinction because this is something that, that even I keep messing up. <laughs> you know, some of this stuff um, can be a little gray. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be. It's black and white. Think about extinction. Think about exit. Think about nothing. Now, yeah. I shouldn't say exit because that's almost like going away with yeah. With extinction, you do nothing. Okay, so for example, let's say you've got a stalker that's texting you yeah. all the time. Okay, well, you could scream at them back with text, right? The attempt at yeah. positive punishment. I'm going to hurt that person yeah, right. so that they stop texting me. Okay, um, now the interesting thing is in this particular case, yeah. Um, Negative reinforcement and extinction are the same. Yeah. If you're being stalked by a, a text, someone texting you all the time, yeah. if you do nothing, right? Do nothing after a period of time because there's no reinforcement, there's no motivation, they're getting nothing out of it. The behavior gets them nothing. Right. They will stop texting. Now, in this case, the interaction between the stalker and the person that's getting the text would, them not responding, would also be negative reinforcement. Right. So I use that example because it can be both. You can get, because obviously. Negative punishment, not negative reinforcement. Yeah, taking away yeah. something that the person wants or likes, right. which is that interaction. Exactly. And again, folks, you don't need to know these terms. The only reason we're giving you the scientific terms 
is so that you understand what's behind them. Because right. that's what we have to use in order to affect change. Exactly. And it might sound like we're splitting hairs, that this is all minutia, but I want you to actually get results. Exactly. A lot of people are working really hard, putting in a lot of time, spending lots of money with trainers, trainers that are well and have good intentions, but they're not, they don't understand the science behind it. They don't know. Right the evidence as far as what works. So we're, we're talking about that. But extinction, typically, if you do nothing, it goes away. So for example, I've got a dog that might be barking. Yeah. And I completely ignore the barking. Right. There is nothing. You're not saying anything to the dog. You're not, you're punishing, not punishing the dog. The dog. Nothing. You're not putting the dog up. You're not walking away from the dog. It's literally like the dog could be right in front of you. Bark, 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 bark. And you're just watching TV. Right. Like, what? Well, At some point, if the dog's getting nothing, yeah, if there's no paycheck, the dog gets no benefit from it, the dog will stop doing yeah. it. Now, that can take a long time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if it's of highly reinforced in the past uh, behavior. Right. If the, if the paycheck was big enough or often enough beforehand, absolutely. Absolutely, that could take a long time to get. Let's to say go you away. got sick and tired of your dog nudging your elbow. Yeah, when you're sitting on the couch, you know, the yeah. dog comes up, you're watching TV, and boom, dog does that because the dog wants attention. Exactly, it's bored. You know, you're watching TV. The, you've been working all day. You just want to unwind. Yeah, the dog's been hanging out at home all day long. You come home, it's like, hey, dad, give me some attention. Yeah. I want to play. Give me some attention. You know, it yeah. goes, gets under there and does that. And you're like, no, I, I stop that. You, you know, push the dog you away. Push the dog away. Like, hey, stop that, Bobo. I'm watching TV. Yeah. Go away, Bobo. Go away. And what does Bobo do? Oh, 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 we, go, we go, all right, okay, now go away. Right. And what does the dog do, though? Come back. Every time. Boom. Yep. Boom. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Boom. It's going to repeat that behavior because it's being reinforced. Absolutely. Now, if you just ignored the dog. Yeah. And the dog got no interaction from you, eventually that behavior would go away. Yeah. So extinction is doing nothing. There's right. no reinforcer. However, and this is where you had a tough yeah. time. Yeah. Is because negative punishment oftentimes is involved in extinction. Yeah. Because typically, well, not typically, all the time, if there was a behavior that happens, there was a reinforcer. Right. There previously or it currently functionality. is a reinforcer. Yeah. And now we're taking away that reinforcer. Absolutely. And the reinforcer is something the dog likes. Exactly. So taking away something the dog likes is negative punishment. punishment. And we do that and we do nothing. Yep. Eventually the behavior And stops. I guess I guess the difference here would be this, right? If we use the jumping example. The difference between negative punishment and extinction would be this. And, of course, this is not right. the difference. There's mm. plenty. But this is the one that I'm going to use. Yeah. Extinction, dog jumps on me, and I just stand there. I freeze like a tree. I just stand there. I let the dog keep jumping, too. I don't touch him. I, I don't become push him. A statue. Yeah. I don't even look at him. And eventually the dog's going to be like, what? the heck you might at first though get a little bit of a, like a bam an explosion he's like whoa 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 whoa! hey jump 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 yeah. faster harder. exactly extinction burst that's extinction i stop there's no reinforcement there's no punishment there's no negative there's no positive now before yeah. that behavior extinguishes before any behavior extinguishes because remember there was a reinforcer yeah. 
before any behavior extinguishes, there's going to be what you talked about. An extinction burst. Which is a burst of functional behavior. So some behavior. Exactly. The one that we're trying to extinguish. Yeah. There's going to be a burst of it. Yep. It's going to happen more intense, faster, more often. Yep. And a lot of people, they go. Before it goes away. Yeah. And that's why another reason why extinction fails isn't just because it takes forever. It's because people give up on it because of that. They're like, oh my gosh, it's making it worse. Now let's give a a good example of an extinction burst that the people at home can really understand. Either we've done it or we've seen somebody do it. They go up to a vending machine. Uh They've put money in a vending machine, right? (laughs) And listen, almost every time you put money in a vending machine and you push the button, what you wanted comes out. So you get reinforced, positive reinforcement. Okay. I get what I want. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, one day I put money in the machine. I push the button. Nothing happens. The beginning of extinction, right? We don't just go, oh, too bad and walk away. We go boom, 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 boom. We push the button harder and faster. Okay. There's this burst of behavior. And then when still nothing happens, then we finally give up the pushing. Yep that behavior exactly and we walk away so there's a burst of behavior before it extinguishes absolutely imagine if you always gave in to your son okay and all of a sudden one day you're like nope oh my gosh actually uh dad 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 an extinction burst yep because your son didn't get what it expected yeah. that it had previously exactly gotten. exactly so so here's the okay good so we've got we've got we've got time here um and i've seen it i've seen it happen you know even just being in two separate homes you know uh when my son comes back there may be certain things that my ex-wife allows him to do that i do not and sometimes her and I try and, you know, communicate these things as much as possible. But sometimes we don't have, we don't, we miss something. And so Bryson goes, hey, dad, can I do this? And I go, no, absolutely not. And this I'm is something sure. that he has always been allowed to do. Right. And I had no idea. And as a result, boom, he throws that fit extinction burst. Because right. before asking to do this, it always got him exactly what he wanted, which was that thing. Right. But I told him, no, it was no longer functional. And so he throws that fit. Right. Extinction burst. Plain and simple. And, you know, depending upon the animal. Yeah. What level of impulse control. Yeah. What level of, um, do they have a high or a low tolerance for frustration? Right. Okay. And it, and it's different with every dog. Absolutely. So some dogs behaviors will extinguish faster. Than really others. fast. Some dogs, it's going to take a long time. Some dogs are really going to fight it with a big time extinction burst. And some yeah. dogs, it'll be very minimal. Yeah. So every animal is unique. Mm-hmm. Every dog is uh, unique in individual personality. But, you know, what we're talking about, the basis of how yeah animals how dogs are motivated there are reinforcers that's right 
there are punishers, and then there's the lack of motivation extinction. Exactly. And when it comes to reinforcers, there's positive adding something that the dog likes. There's negative reinforcing removing something the dog doesn't like. And remember, reinforcers strengthen behaviors. Think about reinforcing a bridge. Yeah. Okay. Reinforcers strengthen behaviors. They make behaviors more likely to occur. And then on the punishment side, same thing, except punishers decrease behaviors. Right. They don't strengthen them. They are what we use to stop or decrease a behavior. And punishment also, there's positive punishment. Okay. Dogs in the trash, I yell at the dog. And the dog's like scared. That's something I added something. When the dog was doing a behavior, boom, I add something unpleasant at the same time. Dog doesn't like it. The dog stops getting in the trash. Right. Negative punishment, I'm taking something away. We use jumping. Yep. All right. So the dog wants my attention when I walk in. I turn away. I did it yesterday. I like literally did it yesterday with a client. We are working on greeting manners. You turned away yep. from the client and just ignored <laughs> Absolutely. Them? Yeah, they weren't doing what I wanted them to do. Anyways, no. So yesterday, I had the dog. I told them, hey, put your dog in the sit. And the dog was about 30 feet away from me. And so as I'm approaching, the dog gets up and tries to pull to me, gets all excited. What did I do? I not only turned around, I left the house. I walked right back out that front door. I gave him about 30 seconds. I came back in. I told him, put the dog in a sit. I took a step forward. The dog got up. I turned around. I left that house, walked right back out that front door. We did this for about five minutes. And guess what? The dog not only remained in the sit for me to get all the way to him, he remained in the sit for me to pet him because he was like, geez, this guy's not playing. I really want to touch. I really want to I really want to have fun with him, but he's not even going to get close to me if I don't and walk away. And oftentimes there's a blend of reinforcers and punishments that go together. Yeah that affect change we've got to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors but when we come back more about the science on how to create change with your dogs we'll be right back Welcome back, everybody. If you have just joined us, I'm Will Bangura. And I'm Jordan Marsteller. And you're listening to Pet Talk Today here on 1100 KFNX, also on Facebook Live, each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10. Be sure to like our Facebook page. Go to Facebook, like Pet Talk Today, so that you never have to miss any of the great content that we're giving you on how to affect change in your dog's behavior. Um, We're going to be spending the next month talking about what is dog training. Uh, We talked about reinforcers. We talked about punishers. And basically, that's operant conditioning. Operant conditioning is consequential learning. There's a motivator. Um, behind that, anytime we talk about reinforcer, it strengthens a behavior. Anytime we talk about a punisher, it weakens a behavior. Um, you can either add something the dog likes or take away something the dog doesn't like, uh, for both punishers and reinforcers. Absolutely. And we did all the details. So if you're just joining us, 
make sure that you watch the whole video yeah. on Facebook or you uh, when we upload uh, this to our podcast. Absolutely. To, to all of that. And now, before we hop into it, just very, I'm going to do this super, super quick because yep. we need to get through this. But we had a quick question that is relevant here from Tammy. Uh, you were asking, we saying that we're saying we're going back and forth and how can I ask my guests to do that, to leave the house and come back in and leave the house and come back in. Here's the thing. Quite frankly, you can't ask all of your guests to do that. That's that's irrational. I get it. So here's the rule. Proactive. If you're not doing the work, you yeah. don't allow your dog to engage in the behavior. In other words, if you're trying to stop a jumping habit and you can't spend five minutes when your guest walks through that front door to do the At work. At least take away the reinforcer. Yeah, exactly. Take away the reinforcer. Exactly. You Put your dog up. The dog wants that engagement. Yeah. So when you take away that reinforcer, then and only then are you going to start having extinction. Exactly. And again, if you can't get your guests to be a helper in training, right. so to speak, then yeah, you've got to put your dog up. You just don't allow the dog to engage in no, the behavior. We're not telling simple. you to ignore this problem. Right. We're just saying, hey, stop making it worse exactly. by allowing the dog to continue to get reinforcement. If you don't have the time to do the work for those, you know, however long you want to put in the practice, when the guest walks through the front door, that is absolutely fine. Just put your dog up. Don't allow them the opportunity to do it. Otherwise, you're only reinforcing it. Yeah. It's getting and more and more conditioned. It becomes more and more a habit. Now, exactly. The other way that dogs learn, and, and people are more familiar with classical conditioning yeah. because more people are familiar if they took psychology 101 yeah. uh, in college, the basic psychology course, they talk about classical conditioning and, and people might know Pavlov. Yeah. Pavlov is the guy with the bell. The guy with the bell. Yeah. Um, actually, it wasn't a bell. It was a tone. It was a tone. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how people. Got I know it's a very common thing. misconception. Yeah. Maybe it's easier to draw yeah. the bell <laughs> when you're trying to give a visual yeah, representation probably. than try to draw a tone. A tone. Yeah. yeah. That might be. That might be. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, deductive reason yeah, there we on, go on, on my part but anyway classical conditioning is associative learning yeah they learn by association Pairing. okay so a great example of a dog learning by association yeah. where a behavior happens as a result of association yeah and remember, all behaviors have reinforcers or punishers too. Yeah. So while classical conditioning is going on, in the background, operant conditioning is happening yeah, also. Absolutely. Operant conditioning is always, always going on no matter what. Yeah. Okay. The only time there's not a consequence, and I'm not sure for sure, I don't know for sure, but when you're dead. Yeah. I don't know if there's <laughs> any more consequences. Right. Absolutely. Okay? Now, the thing about classical conditioning it's the pairing of two things in a very very short space of time very short how short well it's debatable some yeah. say zero to a half a second yeah. some say up to maybe three seconds okay okay and you know we i think we fall more into the camp of that zero to half a seconds but the reason why isn't just because that's what we believe but when you tell somebody zero to half a second listen this is how we condition our uh 
our clients, when you tell somebody zero to half a second, they're really going to work really hard to get that food into the dog's mouth exactly. as quickly as possible. Exactly, because that's your criteria. Exactly. We'll talk about criteria yeah. throughout the month. But an example of classical conditioning, anybody have a dog that when you pull the leash out, the dog goes ballistic? Oh, I do. I do. The dog goes crazy? Yeah. Because that leash is associated with going for going a walk. Going for a walk. And if your dog loves to get out of the house and go for a walk, whether your dog can walk well or not, whether your dog's reactive or not, yeah. if your dog loves to get out of the house, because there's all kinds Absolutely. of smells out there, it's a whole world for them to braille with their nose, and they get excited. Yeah. Now, typically, leash comes out, boom, gets put on, boom, you go out the door. Okay? And people will say to me, my dog just gets so excited when I bring out the leash, we can't even get the leash on the dog. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what? What? What if you took that leash out and just set it on the and counter? And just set it on the counter. Or, or even, here's one better. And you know, you can, might not be able to start with this. S take out that leash, put it on your dog, and then do nothing. Yeah. Do nothing. Now, guess what? We're doing a couple things. We're making a new association. Yeah. We're doing negative punishment, and we're creating extinction. Yeah, at the same time. All at the same time. The power of multiple motivators. The more motivators that you have, the more motivators that you can incorporate, and the strength of those motivators, yeah. the quicker the dog's going to learn. It, and you know, you know, I think I, and the reason why I'm interrupting you is because I think this is a perfect time to make this point and this would be a good way for us to finish out for the show. This right here, I know that we keep saying you don't have to know all of this. Well, there's two reasons you that you don't have to. don't need the technical right. terms. And there's, there's two reasons behind that. Reason one is because at the end of the day, you just have to understand it, which is why we're trying to explain it to you. Second, because there should be and I say that word very carefully, should be professionals such as myself and Will here that understand this thoroughly. And as you see, we are only through one page of a very long document that we're going to be covering. We've got 10 pages. Yeah. And we literally, if those on Facebook can see, uh, we started here at the top and we've gotten down to the bottom. Exactly. Right there. And, and that's why. 10 pages. And that is why. It is blasphemy that this religion does not have any certifying authority, does not have any licensure, does not have any requirements, and anybody and their whatever can do it at any point in any time and charge however much money they want to. As we go through all of this yeah. throughout the next several weeks, we're going to get to the point in this, yeah, where we're going to talk about, well, how do you interview a dog trainer? How, yeah, what do you look for when you need to hire a dog yeah. trainer? And also, is a dog trainer the individual? I was going to say professional. Is the dog trainer the individual that you need? Yeah, people might be, well, if I got a problem with dog. Of course, dog trainer. Well, guess what? Did you know there's behavior consultants and yeah. they're very different than a trainer? Completely different. Did you know there's applied animal behaviors and they're even different? Did you know that there are veterinary 
behaviorists, and they're different. So there's a lot of different entities within this all quote unquote profession yeah. um, that we're going to talk about too. So you know who is the appropriate paraprofessional yeah. that you need to be seeking out when you have a particular right. problem with your dog. And I want to I want to clarify one thing though. As we go through this, we we are going to be, you know, for lack of better words, hating on some of the current stages that the profession or lack thereof is in. But it's not because we hate this profession. We love it. We That's love why we it. do it. We love this. And we are striving every single to day to make it better. To make the profession better. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, I'm kind of moving my we won't get yeah. into this i'm yeah. kind of moving my way into retirement but I, yeah. that doesn't mean i won't be working yeah um i am going to be working really hard i'm going to make sure i keep positively have, reinforcing him to work for for I, the company i'm going to be lobbying the state of arizona yeah the legislature absolutely to move uh for licensure yeah uh and mandatory certification the only problem we have is how do we grandfather some people yeah. and, uh, without them losing their jobs, without exactly. losing their profession. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. We are out of time, but come back next Saturday from 9 to 10 where myself, Will Bangora. And I, Jordan Marsteller. We'll be back for another episode of Pet Talk today. And we're going to be talking about how do you effectively create change there we go in your dog based on science based on the evidence we're going to be back next saturday tell your friends share this information with them have a great weekend we'll see you next week